Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now here's your host, Nada Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith, and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. Today on this podcast, I have the great honor to bring back for a second time, Suzanne V. Shirt with a T that I can never share my microphone with because I could possibly be spitting on this microphone when I say (laughs) V-shirt, but it is so much fun. (laughs) Oh, Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me again for another podcast. I enjoy you and your company, your energy, your insight, your wisdom, your talent, gifts so very much. So thank you. Thank you for being here with us again. Thank you, Nada. Honestly, it's um, it's a great pleasure because we do we have a lot of fun uh, doing this. We have uh, great giggles, uh, yes. lots of reason, <laughs> yes. lot, lots of reason to to laugh and to be in joy and to explore things in a way that uh, hopefully the audience will also pick up on uh, with regard to our cheerful state today. <laughs> yes, absolutely right, and we. We understand energy and how energy works, and you can't help but feel good when you are in that space of other energy that is feeling good. So whether you're listening to it, or you happen to be watching this, or you're in the room full of people that are in a great space of energy, you just can't help but get into that vibration. So we know we are sending good love and good energy out into the universe, and I'm grateful that I get to do it with you today. Me too. Just, just as grateful. I, I still remember when, when we spoke the last time, we spoke about how infectious smiling alone is. Remember you spoke about that trial that was done and how, yeah. yes, how people had to, people who were suffering from de- depression stood in front of the mirror and they had to go through this process of smiling at themselves in the mirror and what a difference that made um, over the course of time. So, and we all know that laughter, as they say, is the best medicine. So let it continue. Yes, yes, absolutely. And you know, it's so funny because you know, we kind of have an idea what we're going to talk about. And already I'm going down a path that has nothing to do what we plan on talking about, (laughs) but I'll circle it back around. Because I forgot we did talk about that, about the smiling and, and that study that was done about standing in front of a mirror and smiling and how it literally changes your biochemicals, the physiology of your actual physical state. And you start feeling better just by faking that smile. You and I had been talking about it. There's been a couple of health issues going on with some of my family members and I actually thought I was handling it pretty well and come to find out it was really affecting me a little bit more than I, well, a lot more than I had thought. And there was one day I just realized, God, I was in such a low vibration. I was not in a good place. And I literally had to say to myself, 
fake the smile, fake the smile because you can shift and get out of this low vibration. And I had to swear my way through it. And it's like, I will fake a blankety blankety smile, but I don't really believe that this works. Right. And we know it does work, but that's what happens. Yeah. Sometimes you get into that place. And so I faked my blankety blankety smile and literally within, oh, I don't think it was more than five minutes. It was like, oh, I'm back. I'm back. I remember this feeling of feeling good. So thank you for remembering that. And thank you for bringing that up because it is powerful and we have it with us. That's something yes. you have with you all of the time. Yeah doesn't cost anything. You can literally just make yourself do it. And uh, you just notice it. As you say, look, within five minutes. Yeah. And that's a very, very short time to be able to create a shift in mood. And you can do it with laughter as well. So you can literally force yourself into laughter. And when you put all of your energy into that, it was something that I was actually taught by one of the faculty members at a, a, an executive um, business school that I used to work at and we had a session where she took us into a circle and she made us do this it was the first time I had you know I had experienced it in this way and she said think of a problem and you're going to put that problem onto the palm of your hand so you're going to visualize it on the palm of your hand and you're going to stretch it out in front of you and we all had to stand in this circle and everybody had their you know either their right or their left arm stretched out and their, their palm upright and she said right now you're visualizing this as if it is the most the funniest comedy show you've ever ever seen in your life and you're going to point at it so with the other hand or the, you know your your index taker you're pointing at this thing on the palm of your hand and you know it could have been something tragic it could have been something whatever it was it doesn't matter the point is you were creating a comedy so that you had something to laugh about and you had to force yourself into this laughter just like, you know, you would with the smiling in front of the mirror. And honestly, oh my gosh, we were rolling, absolutely <laughs> rolling. We were shrieking with laughter. And, um, and so, of course, why wouldn't I not adopt that? Why would I not encourage that and bring that into my teachings when I'm doing my coaching as well? And there will always be an appropriate moment, you know, at some stage during the course of a program, or even, you know, if I'm just chatting with somebody who's going through a difficult time, you know, I'll say, have you tried actually laughing at the situation as if you were like somewhere up in the clouds and looking down on it and it wasn't affecting you anymore just look at it in that way or put it on the palm of your hand and point at it and just laugh yeah. as loud as you can and put all of that energy in and it's brilliant absolutely brilliant the way it works Oh, that is awesome. I have never heard of that before. And it's another one of those tools you can take with you. It's with you anytime, any day, wherever you happen to be, you can implement that and completely yes. change your state. How beautiful is that to be able to have these super simple tools that you have built inside of you to change your state anytime that you want to change your state. And it doesn't take anything but your awareness that you're in this low vibration it doesn't feel good here. I want to shift and go to a place that feels really good. So I can use two super simple tools, smiling or laughter. My gosh, how simple <laughs> is that, right? Yes. 
Yes. Wow. And we complicate things so much saying, oh, I need to have all of this, you know, whatever it, it is, something that's going to cost a ton of money, or I have to go and do this big thing to shift and change my state when literally you can do it, honest to God, like what, almost in a blink of an eye to be able to shift that. So God, I think that's fabulous. I love that. I'm going to implement that. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. I love it. And la right, laughter yoga. There's a whole thing yeah. about just the laughter yoga. And the first time I thought about that, it's like, oh, that's crazy. There's no way that that would ever work. And I actually went to a class and it's like, crazy how well that works. Because yeah. the body, I think, innately wants to feel good, right? Yes, yes. And you just like with the smiling, you shift those chemicals. So you bring on those feel good hormones. And that's what creates that chemical shift, you see. So the, the body just eases itself then. Once those, you know, endorphins and all of those lovely feel good hormones come into play, you feel the tension leave your body. You're in a much more relaxed state. You can actually think more clearly. You know, you gain that clarity, which you don't have when you are in stress. Because when you're in stress, you know, the brain becomes foggy. You can't think straight, can't see the wood for the trees, all of those things. When you are in that place where you've been smiling, where you've been laughing, it's like, wow, all of a sudden somebody's taken the clouds away. You know, the sky is blue again or the light bulb's gone on in the, in the room. And yes, so does it change at the door? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. You know, and I'm thinking, again, we're not on the subject that we're supposed to be on, <laughs> but it is, and I'm hoping that this helps listeners to realize, because I'm sure you've experienced this also, Suzanne, where we've been in a place of such disappointment or anger or frustration that if somebody was to say to you in that moment, before you knew what you knew about laughter and smiling, that if you want to shift that state of that anger or frustration or agitation, whatever that low vibration is, if you want to shift that, here is a tool. You simply can use smiling or laughter and you can shift it into a feel good place, literally because you are changing your body's chemistry. And I don't think the majority of people understand that, mm -hmm. that if you're in this bad, I'm angry, I'm mad, I'm frustrated, and it's because this thing happened to me. And because that thing happened to me, I can't feel better until that thing is resolved mm. where the circumstance ends up running the show and not realizing that this beautiful mind, body, spirit will respond to whatever it is that we are wanting it to do. So if we know that you can smile or laugh and literally that will trigger the brain to start releasing completely different hormones that feel really good, like you mentioned endorphins, and they start making you feel really good. It's an actual thing. This isn't something, this isn't woo-woo, right? I mean, I think sometimes people don't understand that. It's like that problem outside of here that made me so angry, that has to change before I can feel better. But that's not the truth. That's not how this brain, body, spirit is designed. You can change. You can shift and change how you feel just by using one of the, I mean, there's many ways to do it, but these are two very simple ways and two things we've talked about, smiling or laughing, mm. and literally triggering the brain to release completely different hormones to make you feel good. Yeah, absolutely. I have a, um, a list of 10 things. It's a great list. If I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me, but I believe like eight out of the 10 uh, cost nothing in terms of money. 
yeah. you know, that you can do to alleviate stress, just different tools, because you know, what works for one person doesn't work so well for another. We're all slightly different. We all respond differently, you know, what we resonate with, but it's that you know, what you were saying, when people are in that state, all they can see is what is outside of them. And do you remember when I, when we spoke last, we were talking also about this concept of working from the inside out. So it's about being able to, hang on a second, instead of focusing on what everybody else is doing or what is going on outside of me, what can I reach into inside of me that I can change that chemistry, that I can change the mood? I can come up with something because all of us, all of us have at some point in life um, experienced some joy. All of us have experienced some laughter so that, you know, our memory can pull those things out and we can literally bring them out of ourselves to be able to let go because we need to be able to let go. And, and sometimes it just requires some guidance. You know, if you don't know how, you know, there, there are ways of finding out. So you might be a person who much prefers self-help. And so, you know, you look onto the internet, you look at, you know, different sources for getting that help. But you might also be somebody who just wants to be guided, you know, have your hands taken, saying, okay, let's go through this together. So you can get into the groove of it, shall we say, into the, the music, into the rhythm of being able to reach for different tools that will work for you. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. And if you, if you hear it and you don't know what to do with it, then absolutely reach out because there are so many people around that are willing to help, that are willing to show you a way to raise yourself and to be in a place that feels really, really good to you. And just like the beautiful poem that you read to me before we went on air, (laughs) like, right. I mean, it was this good morning poem that was so gorgeous. And so somebody that's in that state that doesn't feel so good, it's just like, oh, good morning, right? Oh God, it's morning again. It's like, no, it's like, this is a brand new baby day. It's just waiting for you. And you can shift that state and be in that place of that feelings that you express through your beautiful poem. And I don't know, I might have to put you on the spot and ask if you want to read that, but we'll do that later. So you can think, (laughs) you can say yes or no, because I don't want to, I don't want to have you do something that you're not ready to do or that I just kind of sprung on you. But I also want to start turning this in a little bit because you had said it just a minute ago about there's times we just have to let go of stuff. And I know that this is something big that happened with you, this whole um, idea of let go, let God, and how that impacted your life in such a powerful way. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, gosh. Uh, Yes, we're we're talking... um three years ago now, which, you know, isn't really a very long time ago. If I consider I started my journey through through health and complementary health, you know, it's 20 years now, but I am a human <laughs> and, we, you know, we go through lots of things over the years. You know, it, it's never a straight line, is it, Nada? Lots Mm-mm. of different things come along. And so, but as time goes on, it's about, you know, have we built up that resilience? Have we learned new ways of coping with things? And three years ago, the, um, the first quarter of 2016, I faced four traumatic events inside of three months. 
Oh, and it was it was incredibly wrenching in lots of different ways. I won't go into the details of each one of those things, but suffice it to say, boy, was I on the edge. Okay, and um, but fortunately, because I had already just before that decided that I was going to come away from the job I was in at the time, um, I had already started the journey of preparing myself. So I was in this process of. I started doing that online dream builder program with Mary, right? Mary yeah. Morrissey. Um, I had also resumed uh, doing things like uh, Reiki because I wanted to do my Reiki masters. I was doing a lot of meditation uh, to help me through because as each one hit me, so first I had the job scene, then I had something on the on the family front, then I had something to do with my personal relationship. All sorts of things were, were happening and, and my health was affected as well. So out of nowhere, I first of all, I thought, okay, what can I do? I need to let go. I need to clear the clutter. How can I do this? So I was literally in the office where I'm sitting right now. I have a tiny little office here, which is full of stuff. I've got bookshelves galore, pictures on the walls. The walls are like my vision boards. <laughs> yeah. um, and But it was time to clear because it was so messy. I couldn't see things properly. I couldn't see what I needed. I couldn't think properly. And as they say, you know, clear the decks, clear the clutter, and you'll be able to, to see things more clearly and work more efficiently. And I was in the middle of that. And <laughs> underneath my desk picking up things that have fallen off the walls because I've got all of these little pictures and posters that I've put up with blue tack and as I picked up a picture I found of two hands in prayer position with the words let go let God as I picked that up literally I just felt this weird sensation in my whole body and I knew at that point that I needed to do my own interpretation of that my own visual interpretation of those two hands in prayer position with those words because that was what I was doing I felt that I was literally saying okay God I can't do this anymore I'm doing everything I know but I need your help as well and I handed things over to the universe and it was this kind of spiritual experience that I I had and I thought wow, what does this mean? I've had this real strong urgency <laughs> to, to do something creative here. What do I do? And I ignored it initially. And then I'd, I'd had a phone conversation with my daughter a few days afterwards, and I explained to her what I had experienced. And she said, well, well, then mummy, then just go and paint then if that's what you want to do. You know, you've got all of my materials They're They're still there. My daughter lives in California, as, as you know, Nada. It hadn't been long, actually, that she'd moved over. But she had left all of her art materials from when she used to do art at school. And initially, I just kind of left it. And um, but it kept calling me. It kept calling me and I just thought, right. And because I had been building up with my energy work and the meditations, uh, that was it. Within two weeks of that experience, I thought, this is it. And I just started ransacking the house. I looked everywhere that I could to find what I needed. I grabbed a piece of foam. I grabbed a, a card that I could find and whatever paints I could find and I had this beautiful, beautiful music one in the background. And I just literally 
let go. I let my whole being into this energy and it just started to flow. And the very, very first painting that I did, it's just all free flow. It's not like I was looking for, for something. And Nadra, I don't have you know, training in this. Um, and it was almost like there are these flames coming up and it was almost like a, a kind of a rebirth uh, when it finished. And I was really quite taken aback with it. But that night I created three paintings. Wow. And the very last painting that I did, it was pitch black outside. I couldn't really see what I was doing, but I still had, I just had this sort of like kept on going on for hours this music in the background I was in my conservatory and uh, there was a bit of moonlight I had a little corner light on and I was just seeing through the vibration through the music and it was all intuitive and just coming through so I did that first flame picture then I did another one that I called the flame within Mm. And I did another one that was sort of almost like a Monet, I'd like quite like to say. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> big, long, skinny, that was that piece of foam that I'd found, a big, long, skinny piece of um, material that I, that I started to paint on. And that was the, the beginning of my journey into intuitive and visionary art. And I just kept on going with it. And as I say, I've not had any formal training. The last time I had done any kind of um, art uh, was at school. And so that's very many years ago. And the only other art that I've done are some little watercolor flowers that I used to do for, you know, as gifts, either for my mom right, <laughs> or, or for friends. But this type of painting I'd never experienced before. But what I found was it was almost like a new portal of healing. Mm. And I felt like I was literally able to shed things that were deeply set inside of me that I hadn't been able to before in other ways. It was really sort of touching me on a very, very deep level. And it was this combination of releasing through a creative means in a meditative state and with this beautiful music in the background. And it was that combination. And uh, that led me to do lots and lots of paintings um, over time and also inspired me to bring it into my work so that now when I'm working with people, I actually encourage them to bring creative expression into their own healing. And people often ask me, well, or they might say, but I'm not an artist. And, mm -hmm. and I'll say, well, it's not about that. It's literally not about whether you have the skill to draw a human body or a flower or a whatever it is. It is about connecting your emotions with colors and shapes and textures and just allowing it to let go. Right. Oh, Suzanne, I'm telling you, I have known Suzanne for, I guess, have we only known one another for three years? Yes. Is it yes. just three? Oh, and my you know, it's, three, it's three years this weekend. <laughs> Can you believe that? Three years no, this it's, weekend. That's wow. right. It was in Baltimore. Yes. It was, I, for, I totally forgot about it. It was. It was so crazy. Oh, my gosh, Suzanne. I just, so first of all, as you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking you had to have explained this to me one time before that you have never taken classes because this painting, this breakthrough in being able to express yourself through the painting, you 
only started doing that just a short while ago. Am I right? Well, this, this type of painting, yes, absolutely. I've never done free flow painting before. It literally is just intuitive and visionary. So sometimes I literally just, I wake up with a, a vision and a feeling that I, I need to express myself on canvas. Um, other times I'll wake up with uh, an idea and I think, or, you know, I've been working on something, I've been trying to work through an emotion and then an idea will come and I'll think, oh, I quite like the idea of painting such and such. And I start with the intention and I might actually look for something that I could possibly copy initially just to get things going because I don't have the technical training, right? Right. And then I realize that, okay, this is not flowing. So then I need to just put that away and just let it, let it go. <laughs> so I just want to circle back because I feel like I have been in the dark for a very long time. So you're telling me that the calendar that I have from you, your artistic, your um, intuitive visionary art calendar that I have from last year and this year, those paintings that are on those calendars, it's your original artwork. You just started painting like that just like three years ago? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so we will be sure that everybody has your information on how to be able to see your artwork if that website is up. And if it's not, then we will make sure that people, when it is up and going, we will let people know about that. Because Suzanne, I am telling you, I thought you had been painting like this for a very long time. I don't know how I ever missed that part of the conversation, or maybe we never discussed it. I don't even know, but <laughs> because your work is incredible. Your work Aww. is incredible. And when you were talking about that first night that you were painting and, and it's dark and you just have the moonlight and you're in the room, the uh, conservatory of, of your home, and there's a little light in the corner and there's the moonlight, the music is playing in the background and you're doing this painting so first of all, do you, oh God, I'm just dumbfounded because I swear you've been doing this for 50 years. This is not just been three years ago. I am so taken aback by that. I cannot even believe that I missed that. So I guess one of the things that I want to know, oh, there's so many things I want to know, but there's part of this where you said, so you were painting with the music. So the music and the moonlight and in your conservatory, just how beautiful, what an absolutely gorgeous picture that you painted in our minds of what it looks like in that room when you were painting and the mood, the moon and the music. So does that carry over the music? Do you paint with soft music playing in the background all the time now? Or is it, I have this intuition, this is what I need to paint. And do you just get after it and start painting? Or is there a whole setup process that you do? Or do you just go? No, sometimes um, you'll laugh at this, Nader. There was uh, one time in, in that first year, uh, I was literally driving down a country lane and, you know, country lanes in England, they do, you've got all the, the lovely trees down the side, right? And yeah. I, I love driving down country lanes and I'll have you know that I'm a bit of a reckless driver when it oh. comes to, you know. <laughs> I'll remember like that. driving. <laughs> So when I'm behind that wheel and I'm going through those, um, I mean, the steering wheel, you know, and yeah. they're lovely windy roads and the trees are just uh, leaning over each other. I'm just in a whole different world. And on one of these days, I put the radio on and on comes 
Brian Adams, cloud number nine. And I am a Brian Adams fan. (laughs) And oh my gosh, literally within the first few bars, I had the image of the painting that I did then. And I knew that when I got home from that outing that I needed, and I literally took, I had a a lovely big canvas at home and I, um, it was a beautiful day and I literally put it out on the easel, out on the patio, in the garden and I put that song back on and all I did was play that song over and over and over again and that painting materialised. So I'm literally in the music, in the vibration, and I'm looking up at the sky and thinking, okay, right, okay, so if I followed that little line there, maybe that'll give me a bit more realism here. (laughs) But actually, it's just flowing through me. And so um, this is the kind of thing that I, I like to encourage people to try because it is about this letting go. It's about really getting into the energy of something. And I think people can be fearful. They've got a piece of paper and some colours and pencils or whatever they have in front of them thinking, I can't do anything like that. Honestly, it is about getting lost in the music. It's getting lost in that. Allowing yourself to get into that real sort of... You you meditate, right, Nada? So you know what it's like to get into that place where you're hardly feeling your body because you're just in it. And that is what the painting can do as well. Mm. So it's almost this, this whole combination and it is so powerful. There is a painting that I did a couple of years ago. I think I put it for this year's calendar for February. It started off, I just had this idea. I wanted to do you know, a nice red heart for Valentine's, maybe who knows what will come of it. And it started very differently to how it turned out. Forgive me, but the, you know, the calendar doesn't really give it justice yeah. if you see the, the original. Now, I started off with a, a white background and a red heart, but I ended up with these different shades of pink. And I think, you know, after you and I, we spoke, I asked you to really look into that heart to see what you see. I ended up with two faces cheek to cheek and that is the essence of what came through yeah it was so much more so i called it love's embrace and that is exactly even just talking about it i can feel the tingles in my body as i talk about it because Mm -hmm. that's what i experience and this is what anybody can experience and that's what i love to bring them in touch with so that as we're working through emotions we can experience this evolution of the soul that it really speaks through so we start in very very simple ways so if somebody is in um in stress and anxiety i'll give them sort of like a a very sort of rough image of, of a body and i'll say okay let's see if we can put some color and shape and texture to this so i'll ask them questions like okay that hurt that you're feeling first of all what part of your body are you feeling it in so that they know right you know is it in the chest area is it in the arms in the legs in the in the lower abdomen in the throat wherever it is they feel that hurt or that sadness and and i'll ask them okay so if it had a color or a few colors 
what what color would that be how is that represented to you so let's see if we can color that part of the body in you know with fill that in and then we go through different um questioning to say if it had a shape and if you you know if you want to use words use words as well what does that really mean if you want to use swear words with it write it into that shape into the color so that you are getting it out of your system you're letting it go and it's going onto the paper it's being expressed and then we'll we'll work on all of the things that bring you joy so they'll have a silhouette of um, a body that you know representation of that body and i'll ask them to write a list of say seven things that um make them either smile bring them joy make them feel um proud energized happy silly you know and anything like that that is positive time where they felt courageous and with each of those labels to give each label a color mm. and then to see if they were to you know looking at that item that time in their life that person that holiday whatever it was that made them feel that positive emotion where in their body would they feel that then color their body in and they could see their body in a rainbow of beautiful colors that represents them in joyful state so that they can then see that joyful person that happy person and put aside the one that is in pain so you've got the contrast because we can't take away what has happened. Right. What has happened has happened. And it's important for us to acknowledge it. But it's also important for us to move from that into the joy. And colour and shape and texture is so instrumental in allowing us to express these things and to be able to let go of them as well, that it reaches us on a very deep neurological level. Oh, man. I find that very profound. It's hugely profound. So there's two things that I want to touch on. So just the color itself, because I don't consider myself an artist at all. And and it's the same thing I understand. So if you were to say to me, let me help you identify these emotions or let me help you to shift this low vibration to this higher state, to this higher vibration, and let's do it by using colors and, and through art. My first response would be, I'm not an artist. I can't do that. And as you were speaking, it hit me how important the colors are because so I live in Minnesota and we have long cold winters here and what does everybody dream about and I don't know exactly in England but I know you you lose the, the leaves on the tree and it gets dreary and not a whole lot of color in your world also right mm-hmm. yes yes we go through the seasons as you would expect yes so it, it's that thing where what is it it didn't occur to me until you were speaking, Suzanne. And this is the thing. If, if we are not aware of all of these modalities that are available and all of these different feelings that we can engage with, the colors themselves in the middle of winter, what's everybody dreaming about? Warm weather, for one, mm-hmm. but the colors, the colors to come back into their life because they're vibrant and they're life-giving because you're looking at this stark white you're looking at these trees that look like they're dead because they've lost all of their beautiful green leaves. There's no color in that at all. And we're craving that color to come back into our life. 
So that was the first observation that I had. The second one is, as you were speaking, I was thinking, if earlier this week, if you were working with me and you said, you know, Nada, please, here's the body, here's, here's a drawing of a body, and you color in where it is you feel this frustration or pain or anger or whatever. And I pictured myself, I would have been scribbling, it would have been black, and I would mm-hmm. have been scribbling, 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 just this anger, frustration, just getting out of me. And then I felt my body as I was mentally seeing myself doing this and listening to you at the same time, my body literally took a big breath and then just relaxed because it was out of me. Yes. Yes. It's wonderful, isn't it? A scribbling exercise is is one of the the very first exercises I do, um, either with a one-to-one client or even I've done this in workshops um, working at my local council with the local uh, government authority. I was running a program and uh, initially people looked at me, scribbling, really? Is that what we're doing? But you'd be surprised what, what... were letting go of. And, and I said to them, just put all your energy into it, whatever really you know, peed you off. Just get those pencils, whatever color you want to. If you want to just use a regular pencil, that's fine. A black pencil, whatever it is, just get it out. And you'll notice the tension leaving your body. Oh, absolutely. Right. Your whole, and, and I didn't even actually do it. I just pictured myself doing yeah. it. And there's, this, there's a huge relief in my body and the whole nervous system completely changes because it's able to go from that sympathetic nervous system, the fight or flight into parasympathetic where it gets to go into rest and relaxation. Amazing. Because then you open, how can anything get in if you have these clenched fists or you clench your jaws or you're clenching your muscles, nothing can get in. It literally restricts your blood flow and causes more pain in the body than if you can just relax and and let go. Out of all of the times that we have spoken, and we have spoken in depth many times, I don't think I ever realized how important the art therapy is. And it has nothing to do with being an artist or being good at what you do. It's everything, how you had said it, was bringing out what is inside of you, bringing that out and releasing it through a creative means. Yes, oh. absolutely, absolutely. It's it's wonderful. And the and the other thing is that even you know you know you say I'm not an artist. I mean, what is art, Nada? You know, it's subjective. Right. It, art can can be just a blob <laughs> on on a piece of you know how many artists' work have you seen in galleries where you're looking at it and you're thinking right I'm just trying to figure this out where where you know yes it is subjective art is to the beholder what it represents inside of them and to the observer what they take from it. Right. And, um, oh, there are so many different quotes I give you, but, you know, we've, we've got lo- loads and loads of um, examples out there. I mean, Pablo Picasso said, said enough. And um, I, right now, my, my brain's actually not, not bringing them forth. But yeah. it is, art is so subjective and it is, it's such a great form of expression such a great form of expression. Absolutely. And again, it's one of those things that is with you 24 hours a day. You don't have to pay for this expensive trip to go somewhere to a huge retreat that's going to cost you, you know, tens of thousands of dollars. It's with you and all you, a box of colored um, crayons or colored pencils is like what, $2 or something and paper. That's all you need. And you can start 
transforming that part of your life that feels trapped or angry or frustrated or whatever that is and to start bringing that out. And amazingly, you may end up doing some kind of beautiful work. I wish that we had a picture here so people could see your work because your work is, it's phenomenal, Suzanne. And I don't say that just to be saying that. I think you know that I truly, I love your work and I bought your calendars and I gave them away as Christmas presents this year. And it was just like, oh my God, that's beautiful. And people didn't realize that I know the artist. I know the person that, that did this work. It's like, oh my God, you're kidding. So then of course it goes into, you know, the artist, like, how expensive are these? Because they're beautiful, right? I mean, it's just, and it's amazing to me that that was less than three years ago or three years ago that you started producing, because I'm looking yeah. at my calendar, that yeah. you started producing this kind of work. And it's like, so how many other people have these gifts and skills and talents inside of them and don't even know that they have them because like me, where I would say, you know, well, I'm not an artist. I, I couldn't do anything like that. And so we convince ourselves and we don't even bother trying. We, we won't even give it a shot. If somebody even said like, oh, there's this beautiful art workshop. It's just going to be like three hours and you get to do this deep personal work and you get to produce a piece of art. It's like, oh, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not going to go. My own limiting belief. And here I yeah, teach people yeah. about their own limiting beliefs and how it gets in our way. Yet when I have the same thing. You know, we just, we, we, we just don't know. What, what we don't know, we don't know, Nada. And right. um, I've got something that I'm actually really, really excited about. And I had a, a lady come round to, to my place for sort of like a, a meditation, Reiki and uh, art morning with me. And she, she was sitting at the end of it. She said, you know, Suzanne, there has to be a way that you can give people um, an experience that where, you know, they can have that experience wherever they are in the world. In fact, um, Sabina Mataru is, um, she's a lovely lady and I'm, I'm in, in her uh, greatness club, it's called. And she came up with this idea for me, which I absolutely love, um, of doing an experience in a box. Oh, so guess what I'm working on? I really am really very excited about it of, of putting this together in a way so that people will be able to order online uh, one of my experiences. So the first one is going to be called Gratitude in a Box, mm. where I will be, you know, taking people through um, meditation, a mindfulness exercise. They'll be having some art materials. And uh, yes, so they will have a, a physical box uh, with materials in there for creating a picture through the process of this experience and uh, with links to what will be provided online. Now, it's just in the making, Nader, so it's wow. not out there yet. But because we're talking on the subject, I just couldn't help but just give that little bit of um, information as to what's going to be coming up because I, I think it could make a big difference to a lot of people and uh, just give them something that they can do in the privacy of their own home that's guided if they don't know you know how to go about things right absolutely and Susanna brings me back to how you were in this place three years ago where you know for lack of a better word everything was falling apart there was all of this stress and trauma and stuff happening in your life which wasn't feeling good which wasn't empowering and you you have this idea you speak with your daughter and you have this idea on starting to paint and all of this creative expression is coming out through you 
from which you have been able to impact other people's lives just by looking at your beautiful art. And now it's shifting into there's a way that I can empower other people by doing this expressive work, the creativity in a box. What are you calling it? Experience in a box. Experience in a box. And that's the thing that I think is so beautiful about this life is when we have a problem or a crisis, a trauma, whatever it happens to be, when we have that, if we can have the fortitude to keep moving forward through that circumstance and know that that circumstance will offer some kind of blessing, some kind of greatness is in that circumstance that hurts so bad, that feels so horrible. And if we can keep working through that and take the steps that we can take to allow ourselves to feel better, look at where it took you and look at how you get to impact people with not only going through your courses and working with you and being able to heal that way by actually working with you one-on-one or in a group setting and working with the council in um, England, but also just by looking at the beautiful art, because there's not been one person who has seen your calendar that didn't say, oh my God, these are gorgeous. So that whole feeling of looking at that beauty and being able to to saturate yourself in how good it feels just to look at this. And you know how it is. You look at a picture and you drift away. You drift away with it. I'm looking at June's right now and it's these two beautiful, I call those black eyed Susans. I don't know is that a black eyed Susan. That's what I call them. But I'm looking at these and you literally drift away. You're no longer in this room. You are drifting away somewhere out on this beautiful field with this beautiful blue sky. And it's just free. It's so freeing. And that we have the ability to do that. And that is brought about by this beautiful artwork that you do. And that art came from this thing or things that were happening in your life that were anything but pleasant. God, is that just beautiful? Yeah, the um, painting that you're talking about, that one is called Flower Dance. Mm. That particular one, um, interestingly enough, is one which I um, originally was a flower, a watercolor flower painting that I did for my mother many, many years ago. Uh. And I decided to reproduce it um, on a big canvas. But as with all of the other paintings that I've done, you know, since then, it kind of got a life of its own. Yeah. And, and, and I really do feel that it took life, came to life, and which is why I called it Flower Dance. And I found a beautiful piece of music to paint to it. Mm. And, um, but yes, these things came out of all sorts of emotions. And I suppose that also because I'm an energy healer as well, and I do Reiki, so that kind of comes into it too. So whilst other people perhaps don't have that, they still have the ability to express. They still can get into the vibration, into the into meditation and paint things out. With the art that I have produced and that I now um, sell as well, all of that is also infused with um, healing energy. So mm-hmm. I infuse it with, with Reiki uh, so that it can bring harmony and balance into the environment so that it's also an expression of the aura of things. So I've done an aura painting of uh, a few people. I did one of Mary Morrissey, actually, yeah. an aura painting. I've done 
you know, paintings of songs like the cloud number nine, you know, they've come through. And so therefore the energy of what came through intuitively and through vision has come through, but I have also infused it with positive healing energy so that those who like the art and like to have it in their environment then can experience um, healing and energy and harmony and balance in different ways. One of the things that I've been invited to do on numerous occasions is to bring my paintings to events. Mm. So um, there's a a training organisation that frequently ask me to bring a selection of my paintings to their event because they are they notice how the energy in the room changes and that it helps to keep people alert and keep them going and uh, we had an experience of one delegate who came in and he was completely mesmerized by the um the painting that i had put out that came from one of the what did I paint it to it was an Enya song actually Um, I used it for um March in the calendar okay and uh and that that was gosh I can't it was to her album um Shepherd Moons and I I painted that painting to her Shepherd Moons album and so that's what came from that and when he stood in front of that painting he's a person who suffers quite badly from asthma and um, from anxiety mm. and from from stress and so he sometimes gets these almost sort of asthmatic uh, symptoms you know in, in his chest and he found that this, some of the work we were doing that weekend on that training weekend was quite intensive and so his anxiety would flare up and he would literally go and stand in front of this painting and feel calmed and it was i don't know all of the different things that help people you know it's only afterwards when they say actually i noticed this suzanne and i noticed that and i know what i hope to achieve and hope to bring to other people but until they tell me all sorts of lovely lovely things that come about Oh, absolutely. And it's amazing because as you're speaking, it reminds me that because this calendar sits to the right of me when I'm at my desk. So I look out a window and the calendar is on the wall to the right. And always in my periphery, I am always in this beautiful field. Well, I, I have been since June in this beautiful field because it's this picture. And I didn't even realize that that's what's happening, that my periphery is picking up these flowers and I am in this field and I don't even realize that I'm in this field because it just feels good to be here at my desk doing my work because I can see this without even being conscious of seeing your paintings and putting that energy into it, doing the Reiki and putting the energy into these paintings is I don't know if anybody else does that, Suzanne. But I mean you can feel there's no question about the energy that comes from your work. It is beautiful. It is magical. Well, oh. thank you so much, Nada. And it's lovely to hear that. And I mean, I know you often, you have said how much you love my paintings. And I feel uh, really privileged that, you know, you've taken to them as, as much as you have and you've given calendars as gifts to people. It's, uh, it's lovely to experience that as well from my perspective, because I feel then, you know, I've 
it's reaching more people in the way that I really want it to reach. So it's not just about having a pretty picture in a room. It's much more about what it can give to someone and how they can benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is. I mean, you can feel these. They are so powerful. They are powerful. Oh, Suzanne, I don't want this conversation to end, <laughs> but my, my clock tells me that we have to wrap this up. So absolutely, there is no question that you will be back and we will be doing this again. But I want to remind the listeners, and again, this will be on the show notes, you have the seven-day Oh, can you remind me the name of your seven day? And, and yes. people may miss it, but if they do, I'm sure that you'll have other things that they will be able to look at. Because I think this starts on Monday and this podcast may not be aired until, well, this podcast isn't going to be aired until afterwards, but I want people to know about this. So this is the seven day. Um, less worry, more peace in seven days. And what that is, it's an introduction to how you can release stress and anxiety, find joyfulness through the act of gratitude with meditation. Mm. So that's what this is going to be about. Um, it's just sort of like a, a mini mini course and intro series and uh, gives people a taste of what is actually a much uh, bigger program if they want to. I run a seven-week gratitude awakening program and that is available at any time. So, you know, we can always give details of that. And um, yes, and my, my art I do under my maiden name. So that's a little bit different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So the good news is on the show notes, we will have all of the information on how to get to the seven-week gratitude because you said that's an ongoing, that's not yes. a, a time limit. Okay, so we'll have the information on how to get there. And unfortunately, people will end up missing the less worry, more peace in seven days. But I assume you'll have something else going on. But all of that information will be on the show notes and how they can contact you regarding your artwork, your calendars, your coaching, your programs. All of that will be available on the website. And so on the show notes, I'm sorry, on how to contact you, Suzanne. And so I'm going to circle this in really quick because I know that we're definitely on a time limit here. So yeah. I'm going to circle this in. I want to thank you again, Suzanne, for being here. Um, you just are such a light in the world and you bring such joy and just a gift. And I am so blessed to call you not only a colleague, but to call you my friend. And I'm so grateful for the time that we get to spend together. And thank you for sharing your beautiful work with our listeners and um, the tips that you offered and just knowing that there's such an easier way to live our lives. We don't have to be confined and stuck in those low vibrations of anger, frustration, stress, and worry. Thank you so much thank for being you. here with me. Well, thank you so much as well, Nada. I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. We've, we've had a wonderful time together and so many great things to talk about. <laughs> yes. And we will be talking about more. So we will do this again. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> oh. Okay. I can hear my doorbell ringing. I think my son has locked himself out. <laughs> oh no. Well, you go and get the doorbell and I'm just going to say goodbye to all of the listeners. And thank you so much for being here with us this week. And we will be back again next week. And don't worry, Suzanne, her information will be on the show notes. So you'll be able to catch up with her anytime. So thank, uh, thank you so much. You, thank you so much, Nada. It's been wonderful. Uh, thank you. Much love to you, Suzanne. Thank you for spending time with us today. 
Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.